tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. AfterBuzz TV, the destination for TV superfans. Producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows. Interviewing celebrities and showrunners. And bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Hello. Hello and welcome. We are talking about a brand new series. Yeah. The Librarians. Welcome, everybody. I'm your host, Yael Teagle. With me today, Sam Davidson. Hi, guys. We are talking about The Librarians. We got two episodes for the premiere. We got uh, The End of the Crown of King Arthur, as well as And the Sword in the Stone. Yes, I love these titles. Yeah, I'm loving this series so far. We've had one double episode, and I absolutely love it. Um, for those who don't know, this this show is is brought to us by the people who made Leverage, yeah, um, which is one of my all time favorite shows. I love it too. It's a good one. It's it's it was underrated and it was beautiful. I agree. Um, and anytime it's on TV, I tweet at the uh, <laughs> the people behind it, being like, "Why isn't it back?" Um, create a new show. Yeah. So I guess why they created a new show that is very similar. Yes. Um, what did you think of? Our introduction to the librarians. I liked it. I thought it was overwhelming, mm-hmm. kind of. I was just like a lot of information, a lot to process. I kept on rewinding to be like, okay, wait, what was that? And then I kind of was just like, you know what? I'm not going to understand what each and every little tiny stone and crown mm-hmm. and sword. It was just kind of a lot. Um, I liked it though. I liked the characters a yeah. lot. I really do. Um, and I think that they're just going to continue to grow and get better. Mm-hmm. And I like the library. It's a cool space. Yeah. I wish we would have been able to explore it before it was closed. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I want to talk before we get into the episodes themselves. I want to talk a little bit about the characters um, and as, also about this show, which I believe stemmed from uh, some it's, it's a book series, which was then turned into um, like TV movies. I, that's what I read online. It mm-hmm. was a book series, and it said movie, but maybe it was TV movie. But it right. was some kind of like you know two hour feature, which which talked about our main character Flynn, um, the librarian, mm-hmm. and how he got his role. I believe the movies were originally, um, you know, his his interview process, and then his first. Uh, adventure, which we hear about in this episode. Yeah. Um, I hope the fans, if anybody has seen the movies, can either correct us or let mm-hmm. us know if we're on the right track. Yeah. Even. And I think I'm, I might watch it when I have time. Yeah. Because um, I definitely, and it's cool to think, like, did they plan to have a TV series maybe? Or did someone just see this entity and was like, this is going to make a great TV series. Right. Let's, you know, adapt it. Yeah. Lots of questions. If anybody knows, we would love to hear about it in the comments of our YouTube or on iTunes or whatever. Um, also, you can tweet at us. We'll give you our Twitters later. But let's talk about the characters. So we have um, we have Flynn. Mm-hmm. He is the librarian um, played by Noah Wiley. Hot librarian. <laughs> Except he is getting older, which is noticeable. But yell, that's perfect for you. Yeah, that is perfect for you. <laughs> Thank you for that. Um, no, I I think he's a very interesting character. He's so goofy. He's really over the top. The show, the first 10, I want to say 10 minutes, I couldn't. 
I like I sat down to watch it and I was like, I think I'm gonna love this show. And it's just so goofy that I was like, I can't but you push through that ten minutes and yeah. then you're like, Yes, goofy. Yeah, and I mean it's I like to think like goofy, campy, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm a fan of Joss Whedon and his stuff is really campy and yeah. goofy. And this is but this is like adult goofy. Adult goofy. Yeah, you know. It's like an on an adult network. Not a lot of kids really watch TNT. TNT. <laughs> you know, it's more like once they put the kitties to yeah. bed. But I feel like they could. This show is very much mm-hmm. I feel, kid friendly. I agree. It's very kid friendly. Mm-hmm. Um, what's what time slot is it on? on it's s- eight o'clock on Sunday. Okay, so it's something they can watch with their family. Yeah, and then go to bed. Yeah. It's not too sexual. It's not sexual enough, I'm going to say it. Yeah, I know. For me, at least, I would prefer more. I mean, just give it a minute, okay? (laughs) Let it breathe. Yeah. (laughs) The show is not a slut. Like, don't let it whore itself out. Whoa, whoa. We don't slut shame here. Sorry. Yeah, no. That's what I'm saying. Let her be. All right, let's let's talk about our other characters. We um we find out well. So Flynn is the librarian, and he lets us know that there can only be one librarian at a time. You become a librarian when the last one dies. Mm-hmm. Um, we also find out that he has been the librarian for ten years, which is the longest anyone's been able to do it because they all they tend all... to die. Yes, that's uh, what a dangerous job. Yeah, but they want to save the world yeah. from magic. I I really respect librarians I grew up with now. You know, like... <laughs> Who knew? Yeah, like, that's what, what they're doing. Um, all right, we also have Judson, played by Bob Newhart, who is a former librarian who is... Uh, in the mirror. In the mirror. He's a ghost. He's not really alive. Yeah. Um, do you think we'll see more of him? I do because when I IMDb'd the show and mm-hmm. was looking up the names, like he was one of like the, yeah. you know, I think he's probably going to be in like every episode. He's going to make an appearance at least. Yeah. Just like a, hey guys, how's it going? Yeah. Um, and then we have Jane Curtin as Charlene in the first episode. I really love Jane Curtin. Um, I've loved Me her uh, in classic SNL and then in Third Rock from the Sun. And she is amazing. So I really. It worries me the way her her episode ended. I really like her character. Yeah, I want more of her. Yeah. I mean, I think, what, you don't think we're going to be getting more of her? From I the end of- don't. I think she had to sacrifice. I think. I'm making a theory and a prediction, and I'm throwing it out there, and it could be way off. I think she had to sacrifice herself. Well, maybe, you know what, it seems like this is the kind of show where people will just pop back in. Yeah, yeah, death doesn't Whether it anything. be a mirror or a sink, a tub of water, who yeah. knows? She'll she'll be back. It might not mm-hmm. be as permanent as we wanted. Right. But All right, let's talk about our Colonel Baird, Rebecca Romaine, um, who I really hope everyone knows who Rebecca Romaine is. Obviously. Um, yeah, because she's Rebecca Romaine. Um, I always just want to say Rebecca Romaine Stamos, but, you but know. But she's no longer Stamos. No more. I know, I know. Yeah. Um, Rebecca Romaine, who uh, I love as Mystique, and, and uh, you know, she was great on uh, Just Shoot Me back in the day, and she had her own a few shows that she tried out. I really liked a couple. Uh, there was a show, it was a Halloween show mm-hmm. a few years ago, but it got canceled. But I, it was, yeah, Eastwick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was Witches of Eastwick. That's what yes, it was. Yes, but it was called Just Eastwick, but it was the same story as the Witches of Eastwick. Exactly, which is yeah. Anyway, um, she plays Colonel Baird, who is a kick-ass NATO uh, counter-terrorist agent. Yeah, she's really intense. Yeah. 
She's, I like the idea of Rebecca Romaine as like the straight man to Flynn's like goofy sidekick. I agree, but it makes her like a little less sexy mm. and him a little less sexy. I kind of, yeah. am, we're used to the switch, you know, mm. of like the guy being very serious and the girl being kind of goofy and aloof, but it's the complete yeah. opposite. I hope she lightens up through the season. Yeah, me too. Um, all right. And now our, uh, new, newly, uh, Librariettes. <laughs> or, yeah. you know, librarians. Librettes. Librettes. Or the librarians in training, the lits. Um, we have Jack Stone, played by Christian Kane, who is amazing. Yeah, People will recognize him from Angel, from Leverage, uh, from lots of other things. He and Rebecca Romain played brother and sister um, on a show that Rebecca tried to do, also on TNT, I believe, or FX. Uh, it was like Maxwell and something. I don't remember. It got canceled. Um, he played her brother, but he is amazing. Um, he is Jack Stone, who is a, he works on an oil rig and he's also has an IQ of 190 and he decided not to do anything, but he like is an art history buff. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have Ezekiel Jones played by, um, John Kim, who's an Australian accent. The accent throws me off. I'm like, what is yeah. it? Yeah, but He's, it works. Yeah. Um, who plays another genius who's also basically a thief. Um, and then we have Cassandra Killian played by Lindy Booth. I really like her. Um, people may recognize her from lots of things. Again, like Rebecca Romain, she's all over the place. Um, and then Jenkins, who is our stick in the mud. Yeah. Um, played by the lovable John Larroquette. Yes. Love him. I like, like, it's amazingly cast. Mm-hmm. It's pretty brilliant. I, I want to actually look up what the casting director is on that because it's really, it's like really well put together. Because yeah. there's so many shows that have potential and they don't work because the, the casting doesn't mm-hmm. work. But this is like, it's pretty good. Yeah. Um, it's pretty much full of, well-known people. I want to say that uh, John Kim is our, our least known person, right. but he was on um, an Australian show that's very popular. So I'm sure in Australia, he's very well-known. Um, but what an amazing cast. Let's jump into our first story, um, The Librarians and the King, uh, the Crown of King Arthur. So we discover that there is a mystery man trying... Well, first, let's go back a little bit to Berlin, where Flynn and um, Baird meet. Yes. We have this really awkward encounter. Yeah, and it's it starts off awkward, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how we get from there to where we end with the It's so that's why I'm saying it's like Kai, it's I was it's complicated for yeah. me. I think I'll get used to it, but Yeah. Um so they meet real quick, you know, she's she's sent home, he finishes his his thing, he gets himself the Opal of Samara. Um and then we're back in New York. And there's a mysterious man who's coming to see uh, Flynn. We find out later he's Jonas Shayer. Mm-hmm. Shayer? 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 I don't know. Shayer. Um, <laughs> and it turns out that he was one of the people who um, interviewed for the position of librarian 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do a little research. Baird gets her envelope, comes into the library. Coolest invite ever. Yeah. The, the fact that the library sends these out is amazing. Um, but I will say on second watching, I believe the narration voice is Jane Curtin. I want to, I'll re-listen to it. Yeah, I believe it's her, um, which brings up all sorts of theories in my mind about who she is. To me, that kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. 
because she like she wanted well we'll get yeah. to it but when she yeah she's excited to have them there so it makes right. sense maybe yeah. she it, it, like she is the library That's what I'm yeah saying. i think she's like the heart of the library or something so she'll be fine yeah she can't go anywhere yeah. anyway she's in a pocket universe <laughs> um this show i'm sorry it's so if you're a doctor who fan then you understand this show is so doctor who-esque yeah it and, really is and leverage made tons of doctor who references all the time so i'm gonna go with the creators and the writers are Whovians. Yeah. And that could be why I love this show so much. They take two shows that I love and put it together, and it makes me so happy. She's so happy right now. Like, literally, there's heat coming off of her body. Yeah, there is. It's really hot in here. <laughs> um, so, anyway, Baird comes to the library uh, because of the letter. We find out that Flynn is just trying to figure out who this mystery man is, is who died, what's going on. He has this paper. It has an image. It's some art piece. He doesn't know who it is. Regardless, I think the greatest interaction between them, between Baird and Flynn, is when he, when she's there to be the guardian. Yeah. And Flynn is like, go away. And so she yells at him, don't tell me what to do. <laughs> and then he's like, okay. And that's when, like, he becomes, she becomes the guardian. Yeah. And Jane Curtin's character, Charlene, is like, oh, good, this will work out. Amazing. Maybe she's a matchmaker, too, secretly. You know, you never know. <laughs> like, she's the library and she's a matchmaker. I'd believe that the library could be a matchmaker. Oh, yeah. Because it's all it knows, powerful. Yeah, it's all powerful. All-knowing. It knows everything. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, in my head, this became a whole different show. It makes sense to me now. Yeah. The library matchmaker. <laughs> it's better than the millionaire matchmaker. Newest reality show. Yeah. I'd watch it. <laughs> um, so... Together, Flynn and Baird realize that uh, everyone who came in for an interview has been murdered. And the last three names of people who were invited for an interview are people who didn't come to their interview. And those people are Ezekiel Jones, Cassandra Killian, and Jake Stone. Mm -hmm. So they track down Cassandra, who is a janitor at a hospital. um, And we see that she has synth... synth, Okay, I'm going to say it. Synesthete. Okay. That's how it sounds. That's what it's called. I, I, I remember I was just like, oh, again. I had them say it over and over again on my TV and wrote it down. Synesthete. Synesthete. Yes. Okay. There you go. Thanks. <laughs> I can't see, I can't say it when I read it. Anyway, she, uh, all of five of her senses are crisscrossed. Yeah. She has photographic memory, but she can see things. She like sees, uh, she tastes colors and, and smells it's things so weird. she remembers. I've never... Have you heard of that superpower in anything else? So I know that there is an actual thing where people sometimes um, see things. So I know someone who sees numbers as colors. Like, that's an actual thing that happens So they'll people. see the number and the color, or instead of seeing seven, they'll see, like, red. So if you say seven, they see red. They, like, associate those things together. Oh. Yeah. Um, and then there's some people who can, like, taste sound or something. I don't know. I'm it's, trying to think how that could be beneficial, but I'm sure it could. Yeah. But it's just... Very it's cool. a thing. Some people have that. And so what I think this character uh, of Cassandra has is she is all of them crisscrossed and mixed up, which... Um, but she's also a genius. So yeah. that's why she can see math. It's so... When she's, like... Mm-hmm. It's like a big iPad all around her, you know? Yeah. <laughs> It's very, it's very Sherlock, and I love it so mm-hmm. much. It's yeah. great. 
Um, and she's, cause she's so like tiny and petite and looks. Quite, and like, yeah, you know, mousy small, and mousy. Neat. And like, you think like, oh, like this girl, you know, whatever. But she's like, bro, I got this. Oh, and I love that we kind of see her as what she's seeing mm-hmm. instead of how everyone else sees her as just a crazy person. Oh, yeah. That is just like, like we were like, wow. You know, when I saw it, I was like, this is pretty cool. Yeah. But everyone else is seeing her as like a crazy. I right. Because you would. You're just someone just doing that out of the blue. Yeah. Um, and she is this gender in a hospital um, who I think the greatest is when we see her and she's like, nope, you're wrong. This is what that person has. Um, but then we later find out that she has a tumor and, you know, is not going to live very long. Um, so later we go find Ezekiel Jones, who is a thief. Um, yes. We pick him up mid-heist. And the reason he wasn't at the interview is because he was thieving. He loves to thieve. Yeah. He loves to steal stuff, which yeah. I think is cool. Um, it's kind of sexy. It's dangerous, yeah. you know? It makes me like, hmm. It's a weird accent, and I just wasn't expecting that, but I like it. He, not to keep harping on how similar it is to Leverage, he's their, um, he's their Hardison. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, he's Hardison. Um, which is so cute to see him with Christian Cade's character of Jake Stone, who is from Oklahoma and works on an oil rig and does his own stunts, stunts, of course, because Christian Cade can. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. (laughs) It's just, it's like they said, yeah, we hear that you want leverage back, but you also like Doctor Who. So here's what we're going to give you. It's like a gift to me. This show is a gift to me. and I I'm hope, so happy for yeah, you. I hope other fans feel that way as well. I'm very happy about it, but I'm just so happy that you're so happy, too. Yeah. This is, like, made for you. This show is made for me. <laughs> um, so, all right. We have our our, our team, our lit, um, and they didn't come to the library interviews, but it seems that they're being targeted because um, they were the most likely ones to find the crown. In fact, Jake Stone is the one who says, you know, that picture is that art is, you know, called the crown of the crown of King Arthur. Mm-hmm. Um, it's artist unknown. And then we have Ezekiel who's like, yeah, it's at this museum because I was going to steal it. Yep. Two um, peas in a pot. Right yeah. There. So cute. <laughs> so adorable. Um, so then we have this, uh, we get introduced to this thing called ley lines. Now, ley lines are, um, interestingly enough, have been mentioned in lots of different, uh, shows and mythologies and whatever. I know that Buffy has brought up ley lines. Yeah. Constantine is another show, uh, that's currently on the air that talks about ley lines and their magical, um, lines throughout the world where magic lives. And it seems that, over time, the magic has been drained from the ley lines and put into artifacts like Excalibur, the crown, you know, the other items that mm-hmm. we have in the library. And um, the ley lines started to fade as technology started to develop. Right. Which is such a, like, crazy fascinating concept of why don't we have magic in the world anymore? Oh, it's because we have all this technology that we've made. Yeah, and that's so, it's so sad. It sucks. Like, but- I would much rather have magic. Yeah, but, like, it just, what a weird idea to be like, hey, magic did exist. Like, King Arthur and all that stuff, that was real. But, like, what killed it? Your iPhone. You, because you have (laughs) this technological amazing thing in your hand, your smartphone and your tablets, because of that, you don't need magic. Every tweet you send, you're killing Killing magic. magic. Yeah. When I, what? It's such a fascinating idea. It is, but... 
I mean, and it kind of makes me believe that it's true. Yeah, like because it make it makes kind of sense to mm-hmm. our human modern day brains that it's and like in history and you know mm-hmm. there is like back 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 and everyone just kind of accepts it. No one says yeah. anything like about what they. I don't know. It's complicated, but I love it. Yeah, it's amazing. So I really like the way they they brought this fantastical aspect and intertwined it with our world. Yes. I absolutely adore it. Um, now, when we're picking up Jake Stone, we meet um, Lamia. Lamia. Lamia? La- La- Lamia? Lamia. Sure. We meet this beautiful, we're going to go with beautiful woman, okay. um, who works for the Serpent Brotherhood, yes. whose uh, their goal is to release magic into the world. Unfortunately, if you release magic into the world, it'll be wild magic. And what they want is the crown of King Arthur because that is the crown that Merlin made for Arthur to control the magic in items such as Excalibur. Right. So that's what they're after. Um, and it seems that they they find it. Everyone finds it. They're pretty smart. Everybody's smart in this. Yeah. Because they're librarians. Mm-hmm. Love it. Um, they find, they go to Munich to find the painting. The painting is on a ley line. They discover that the crown is hidden in the Black Forest. They find a hedge and a henge, excuse me. And then they use Cassandra in the most amazing way. Yes. Um, because they need, you know, the sun has to be in the perfect place in the perfect day to see the thing. And I was like, if we happen to be on that exact day, I'm going to be so upset. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's so obnoxious when you're in a show and you're like, oh, you know, if if the sun has to be at the perfect place, the perfect season, the perfect time. And then, of course, they're like, oh, my goodness, it's today. And the show's like, nope. Luckily, they have Cassandra, who was like, I got this. And she did her her magic. I'm, like, trying to do it. Yeah. She did her magic. Stop smelling your stuff. And was like, oh, it's over here. Nope. And then this point's over there. And then this point's over there. Found it. And they find it. And then they they MacGyver a thing to cut open the box, mm-hmm. and they have the crown. Yay! Um, they get the crown back to the library. Yay! Good oh. old crown. Yeah, I liked it. I really liked it. I'm not sure where this episode ends, where the next one begins. So we're gonna stop there for a second um, because the episodes do beautifully overlap. Yes, it is one continuous story, which I love. I don't like it when you have two like a two piece. Uh, a two-hour premiere, and it's two separate episodes. And you very well know that the network was just like, you need to cut out one of mm-hmm. the nights and put them back-to-back, and they yeah. didn't expect it. Right. For this, I actually believe that it, it was, was planned one, this way. Yeah, I think it was on purpose, and I think it was great, especially because the end of the second episode sets us up for the season, which we'll talk about. But first, I need to take a moment to thank everyone for tuning in. Guys, thank you. Um, as you've seen since we started this, how much I love the show. <laughs> Um, Sam and I really like doing this. We really like talking about these yeah. shows. Everybody here at AfterBuzz does. And we do this because we are fans and you are fans. And we do this for you. There's one very small, simple, easy thing we need and that we ask from you guys to go onto iTunes. That's right. This is a podcast for those who are watching on YouTube. Mm-hmm. We're also available on iTunes to listen to us. Yep. Um, but then you don't get to see us flailing our arms. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you pick and choose. <laughs> but go on to iTunes and rate and review our show. If you like our show, which we really hope that you do. Yes. Yeah. Give us five stars. If you do not like our show, we understand. We will accept that. That is a thing. 
we'll take four stars. That's fine. Mm-hmm. We'll do it. But nothing less. Yeah. No, that's ridiculous. Um, you wouldn't have made it this far if you liked us less. Yeah. You would have tuned out by now. So. Yeah. Um, and leave a comment. Let us know how we're doing. Yeah. Give us theories. Mm-hmm. What you guys think of this show. Are you Leverage fans? Are you Doctor Who fans? Are you Buffy fans? Are you witches of East End or Eastwick or uh, Charmed fans? I was like, more witch shows. All of the above. Yeah, right? We yeah. love all those things. Mm-hmm. So we would love to hear your thoughts. Um, okay. So the next portion of our story um, is that the the library has been breached. Um, and it seems that someone had to disable something from the inside to let in... Um, Lamia and her people. Lamia, it's such is a it weird Lamia? name. I don't know. I don't like. I the thought name. it was Lamia. Kind of, it, yeah, that sounds more right now. Lamia, yeah, Lamia. just not as pretty. No, but she is. She's be. I know she's <laughs> beautiful. Yeah. Sorry, I'm thinking about the fight scene with her and Christian Kane. Anyway, um, <laughs> so they come into the uh, library. It's been breached. Charlene and Judson have to deal with that, with the library being breached. Yeah. Um, but it seems that Cassandra is the one who let them in because they leveraged something. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, that she has this tumor <laughs> that bringing magic back while well, they'll be able to save her. Um, and they, uh, Lamia gets the crown and uses it to control Excalibur and Cal, poor Cal, poor Cal has to stab his friend and he stabs Flynn. And we've heard, since the beginning of last episode that a stab or a cut from Cal will never heal because it's magic. Um, and we hear as as Flynn is like not doing so well that Cal is actually a key to a lock to release magic. What does that mean? Oh, God. Like, how do they come up with this stuff? Honestly. Well, I mean, the sword and the stone, that doesn't I know, make but sense. it's so many. It's so many of those, like, little, you know, like, yeah. keys, stones, ring. I mean, it's awesome. I love it, but mm-hmm. it just blows my mind. Well, I mean, the show is really well written and yeah. really well thought out. And the thing that I loved, sorry, the thing that I loved about Leverage is that they didn't miss anything. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't introduce an idea and then forget about it, you know? Everything is introduced for a reason. Yeah. Um, so as the library is defending itself by closing, basically, mm-hmm. and disappearing into a pocket universe, Doctor Who right there, um, it, uh, we have our team and they're trying to escape, minus Cassandra who left with Lamia, um, and they have to pick a door, any door. And so they just pick one and they run through it and they, uh, you know, luckily we have, Baird, who has her smartphone, it's like ah, I have self cell service. Yeah, I love that. We're in the U.S. I was like, that's yeah, that's what we would do. It's like, well, let's see, am I roaming? Okay, roaming charge. Like it says roaming. <laughs> Great. Like, I have no idea where I am. Where am I? Like, yeah. just it tells you your uh, smartphones. So good. Wouldn't this it is be so cool no if they could combine though and be like, you are in like an alternate universe? I feel like they could, and I feel like they will one day. Yeah. One day, people. I mean, anything is possible with this show, which is so great. I'm talking about, like, our lives. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so yeah, that'd be great. Or our grandchildren. But on the show, too. Yeah. Yeah. So you want to go to a... 
Oh, yeah. And okay. have my phone tell me. Yeah, that'd be <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I could just send you a text that says you're in a different universe. Don't do that because I'm going to get so excited and just like stop responding <laughs> to people and it'll be scary for my family. Anyway, <laughs> um, they think that they've time traveled because the sun is up. But no, they've actually just moved west because, you know, west coast. Yeah. Sun. Um, she uses her GPS at the same time Flynn is like, mm, we're in Oregon. Boom. They're in Oregon. Um, I'll tell you this much. The creators of this show love Oregon. Yeah. Well, that's where they're, it's where they shoot. Right. And I was like reading about like the library they shoot in and everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's all there. It's pretty cool. Yeah. They're big fans of Oregon. Not that, you know, anything's wrong with Oregon. Everyone should be a fan of Oregon. Yeah. Um, well, there we see John Larroquette just hanging out, you know, by his old car and he's just waiting on the road and they're like, what's going on? Can we get a ride? And he's like, yep. This is what I do. I love it. I like that introduction of a character that he was like, I know I'm going to have to be here. I know I'm going to have to pick him up. It's like what I'm here for. Yeah. I came to pick you guys up. So good. Obviously. Come on. (laughs) Um, He takes them instead of to a hospital to his library and explains that he happens to work in an annex of the library, which is such uh, a different um, idea of what I thought. I did not, I'm not familiar with libraries because I grew up in this century and used my computer for things. Yeah. Um, so this interface, which is actually, it looks identical to, uh, their office in the library, in the main library. But see, the main library is connected to one location. It is anchored there. Um, and that is where they all came from. And he is in this annex or interface that can gain access to the information in that library but cannot get the physical um, artifacts that are stored there. Right. Just uh, it's like, you know, it's an appendix, a little dictionary. And, you know, it's it's weird because it's a physical thing mm-hmm. but that is an actual thing, you know, at the back. Like, well, I guess you're right. I don't, I don't, last time I remember being in a library was when I was like 12. I mean, I know that my my university had an annex for the library. Or no, yeah, I was at yeah, I was. But at, I went to I the main library if I went to just to use their Wi-Fi. Exactly. Yeah, guys, I think the point of this uh, entire show is to make us go to the go library. To the library, guys. Yeah. Come on. I mean, even anyone I know who's like big readers that I know either like order their books online. Yeah. Because bookstores have all almost all died, or they use their Kindle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. They're going to teach us lots of things about libraries, like the Dewey Decimal System. Yeah. That's a thing. Bringing it back. Yeah. Um, so it seems now that they have about 24 hours till Flynn dies because of his wound. Um, and that if Excalibur is the key, they need to find the lock. Um, they use the resources in the library annex and realize that they need to get to the stone. Yes, the stone. From which the key of the sword came from. Luckily, they realize it's in London. What? London magic. Yay! Yay. Vacation! <laughs> Seriously, this... If if they use more exterior shots, I feel like they could claim that they need to travel the world to film this show. Yes. Well, I mean, just a question, though, mm-hmm. is I'm, I've, I kept on thinking about their monetary compensation. Like, do they just get 
I mean, because uh, there was a joke made at the beginning about what health insurance or mm-hmm. something. Like, I hope she doesn't think she's going to get health and or benefits or something. Right. Like, are they? How are they? Have it? They're just like have so much money. I. I mean, you- they. It's a magic library. I feel like they have a, a money making artifact, so yeah. that, that produces money. I want to know what it is. Like a like like a a fountain of youth, but like a fountain of funds. Oh. So. A magic tool is just like to create money. I, yeah, I I'm sure there is one. Okay. I mean, cool. if there's a magic tool to just control the magic tools, why wouldn't there be one that makes money? Okay, you're right. Touche. Yeah. Also, magic. I don't think we can think about logical things. Like, also, their plane tickets. I'm going to make an assumption that stuff like a plane ticket is actually like not purchased. They make a plane ticket for a seat you know what i mean i guess so i mean the same way like a hacker wouldn't buy a ticket they would just hack in and be like nope i'm sitting there yeah that's how i imagine it i just i want to i think hopefully they will explain it to us maybe i i know it's not that important but it's for some reason just kept on popping into my head you know Mm. because like yeah people magic is so cool like they want to have access to that and like save lives but Mm -hmm. you know girls gotta eat i mean (laughs) true True. I see what you're saying. I mean, they save money on rent, seeing as how they live in the library. True. And now they've all relocated to Oregon from wherever they were. Yeah, exactly. Um, And they have a thief with them. So I think they're good on funds. Okay. Yeah. That's what I'm going to go with. (laughs) All right. Um, So they get to London, and the um, Serpent Brotherhood is also there. And there are two ways to get to um, the stone. One is through the main entrance, which would be through Buckingham Palace. And the other is to break in underneath through the wall. Yes. Um, apparently, the breaking through the wall is the easier way. And that I is what the... That. Really? I mean, I think it'd be hard to get through Buckingham Palace. Clearly it wasn't. Well, yeah. I mean, it, they, it's like they had the leverage team there to con their way in. Yeah, true. Um but they go in, the Serpent Brotherhood goes in through the side. Everyone meets. They meet there, and there's a nice fight sequence. Um, we use all of our talents and our brains and whatever. Um, Cassandra, who's in a dungeon, um, joins them. And it seems that, um, like, Lamia, I keep forgetting. Okay. Say, I'm sorry, guys. Um, Lamia. Lamia asks Flynn how he, he expects to def- defeat her. Because, Lamia, you know, has the the crown and the sword, and they've pretty much won at this point. Yeah. And she's like, who are you going to, you know, how are you going to defeat me? And the best, I think this is such an amazing uh, conversation that's had during this fight, because she's like, one of your, you know, librarians are doomed by her gift, another one who fled from it, and one who abuses it. What a way to, like, categorize that. Perfect. It's like the perfect categorization, categorization. Now I can't. Yeah, no, I, I can't say speak. the hard thing, but you, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, like that's yes, that's exactly who they are. Cassandra is doomed by her her gift. She's amazing. Unfortunately, it's killing her, and it makes her irrational mm-hmm. and makes stupid decisions. Otherwise, she would be the biggest asset of the group. I think. I agree. Um, and then we have uh, Jack, who who didn't want to deal with it. He's a genius and he loves art history and he he knows all these things, but instead he decided to stay home and work on an oil rig and and ignore 
you know, his gift and his talents. Tell me if I'm wrong, but we haven't really, and I know that we will, get mm-hmm. his backstory. Like, something had to have happened. Right. There's got to be a reason why he didn't leave home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it just doesn't make any sense. You know, and he's like the tortured, brooding type. He's so hot. Which is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, guys. Um, yeah. Um, and then we have um, Ezekiel, who abuses it. Yeah. Who does what I think any 20-something-year-old who happens to be a genius mm-hmm. with a hot Australian accent, like, I think he that I would do it. I'm going to be honest. If I was a really good-looking 20-something genius with a hot Australian accent, I would be a thief. I'd probably gamble. No, okay. That makes <laughs> sense. Either way, we'd be abusing our powers. Yeah, true. Yeah. Um, but, of course, luckily, uh, you know, Flynn being Flynn. He says, we're librarians. We're going <laughs> to win with knowledge. Oh, beautiful. This, this show is full of moral uh, moral yes. messages. That's why it's on at 8 p.m. So yeah. the fam can watch with the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we defeat, we get the crown from uh, Lamia and it seems that Cal is running out of magic. And running out of time. And running out of time. Um, and there's only one, only enough magic to either save Cassandra or to save Flynn. Yeah. And Cassandra chooses to save Flynn. She's, I, I think she's like my favorite. I really like her. I think if she wouldn't have saved Flynn and then we found another way to save him right. or whatever, I think that... Um, she would have like I wouldn't have wanted her on the team. You know what I mean? No, yeah. Like she had to because she messed up, mm-hmm. and she's flawed. Like she's extremely flawed, but yeah. so valuable. Mm-hmm. So that's why I like her. Yeah. Um. Now, after this whole debacle, they return to Jenkins' uh, annex, and Flynn and the the Lits, as he calls them, um, have a nice discussion about how he's going to go. And save, you know, the world from the coming apocalypse. Yes. But also, he's going to go and find the library. Because it can't have disappeared forever. It was in a pocket universe, or it was in another dimension to begin with. Um, so they had to... He's going to go find it. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, they're going to stay with Jenkins and be trained. Which has never been done before, it seems. It seems that up until this point, librarians were chosen, and they were geniuses, but they um, were just thrown in and like, hey, figure it out. And that's why, why they they've all died. Yeah. yeah. And it just like boggles my mind that now all of a sudden they're like, let's get a team in here. Well, I think, I mean, look at Flynn at the beginning of the the two episodes ago where he said, I don't want, I don't work with people. I work alone. That's how it's always been done. That's how it's, you know. But after everything, after seeing so many deaths, you'd mm-hmm. think someone would be like, you know what? I have an idea. Like, and I do think, though, that mm-hmm. that is what the library, you know, intended by bringing them all in is like, let's make a team. Mm. So maybe not everybody has to die. Yeah, I think definitely uh, the because my theories are that it was all Charlene and to, you know, it was all her plan and her doing. And right. I just really want it to be Jane Curtin. Um, so I think that uh, it definitely is is possible that the 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 intention was for there to be a team. Um, so right before Flynn leaves and Baird is, is going to stay and take care of everybody, there's a kiss. Which, I'm going to I'm gonna say it, 
did not make sense to me. Yeah, we we saw it coming kind of when they were dancing, and I'm like, sexual tension? Yes. Yeah. And then, and it was like, she was the dude. That's what I did. I mean, I don't know. I guess I'm traditional, but it was almost, you know what I mean? She Mm -hmm. kissed, she like took it, and then he got all like... Flustered, "Eh." yeah. I agree. I think, I like the them playing with the gender roles. I do not like them. I think the kiss was way too early. I think... Um, yeah, that we should have built up for it, I yeah, think. Yeah, I think it was not... Um, it wasn't... We weren't ready yet. You know, their relationship, to me, doesn't doesn't say that strong of an attraction yet. Yeah, but perhaps this is the kind of show they want to establish their relationship at the beginning to make that a staple mm-hmm. for the rest of the season, whereas, like, a lot of shows, it's like, oh, back and forth, I like you, do will I not they, like you? They, will they, yeah, they, they're yeah. like, no, they will, just mm-hmm. get used to it. Well, um, we are set up for an amazing season. Um, we have Flynn going out and saving us from an apocalypse, basically. They're fighting all sorts of magic. Um, do you think we, with, the, with what we've seen so far, do you think we're set up for, um, a major storyline to be with the team each week and then Flynn coming in every once in a while? Or, and that Jenkins is their knowledgeable, wise old man? Or do you think that, uh, do you think the show's gonna go a different route? I hope not. I mean, I want Flynn to be there every week. Mm. I think that, I mean, that's why it was confusing to me. Like, to me, he's the main character of the show. Right. So, I mean, what exactly is going to happen here? I think something's going to bring them together. Or they're going to, like, go traveling with him or something. Something's going to happen, and they're going to maybe think they're stronger together at the end of the day. Okay. I think they're setting us up for a weirdo season where he pops in and out. That's what Mm. I think. Um but before we get into predictions, I have a little bit of news. Oh, yes, you do. Just a little. After Buzz TV News. Um, so ratings are always terrible news to give out because no one, as fans, we don't care what the numbers are. But uh, I will tell you this, which surprised me. Apparently, I read that the, uh, the Librarian's season premiere, two-hour season premiere, was the number one... Uh, series premiere uh, episode in ratings for cable this whole year. That blows my mind is I didn't see that many promos for it. I didn't see that many promos for it. I also don't know anyone other than a few people, very few people who watched it. Mm -hmm. Um, But it seems that this show for 2014 premiered with the number one ratings for cables, which I mean, Legends premiered this year on TNT. And uh, other shows have premiered that I would have thought were bigger. Yeah. That said, guys, that means so many people are watching this show. Go out, find your friends, tell them. Um, (laughs) Be like, hey, I'm watching that show too. Because I feel like it's going to be another show where people don't I think it's going to be a cult show that, Mm -hmm. like, and I hope this doesn't happen a few years from now. People are like, watch this on Netflix. It's awesome. Let's watch it now. Yeah. Let's keep it on TV. Um, and the way you can do that is, of course, by joining us on the after show, rate and review, tweet about it, um, mm-hmm. all that good stuff. And now let's head into predictions. And now, your after buzz TV. <laughs> That's, this is the prediction dance? Yeah. Okay. My prediction. For those who uh, listen on iTunes, we did jazz fingers. Jazz hands. And it um, was really awkward. Yeah. Okay, so this season, according to the uh, beautiful promo, it seems we're going to have a dragon, we're going to have a, a minotaur, it looked like, we're going to have Santa, um, and Santa. it seems that magic has gone wild, and there's a backdoor portal in there, uh, in the library, which is how they're going to get places. Shocking. Yeah, so I don't think there's going to be many flights. 
Uh, I think they're just going to pop through doors. What do you predict, let's say, um, for this season? Because we don't know what's going to happen next episode. Yeah. For the season, definitely, I, I think, you know, a strong relationship mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> with Flynn and Eva. Is it Eva? Ava? Eve. Eve. Mm-hmm. Eve. Um, yes. Yeah, we were you were calling Baird. her Baird the whole Baird. Baird? Beard? Baird. See, now I have trouble saying that. Baird. Um, I think that Cassandra is going to continue to be a huge asset, but she's going to also be getting them in trouble all the time because yeah. she kind of is going to mess up, but she means well, um, and she's extremely intelligent. And yeah, I think they're all just going to kind of turn into one big team and realize that the librarians should have been working with more people as mm-hmm. a team instead of individually, and that'll maybe stop them dying every time. Do you think they're going to find the library this season? Maybe, like, in the last episode. Mm. I I have a feeling... Um, I'm going to say that the Baird and Flynn relationship, oh, it's going to grow. That's what I'm going to go with. Because, like, it, they, I can't believe they started. I, I was going to predict a kiss in, like, three, four episodes. Yeah. Um, but I think it's going to be, at least next episode, it's going to be just the team doing some sort of adventure. Um, Flynn's going to come back either at the end or in the middle to help out. Then maybe they'll realize they need to do it together. Um, I think the library will get clues as to where it is throughout the season, but we won't get anything concrete in, about it um, until the season finale. Mm-hmm. Uh, we only have, I mean, it's a short season. We have 10 episodes. We've already done two. We have eight episodes left. Um, I think we're going to get to see really cool things. I'm very excited. Me too. I'm really excited about the show. I really like it. Um and I hope we get more leverage people to show up because that would be awesome. Yeah, that would be so fun. I don't for even me. know if she'd be able to be here. No, no, I would be. <laughs> she I might need be... to call in because she'd be freaking out. <laughs> yeah, I'd be peeing my pants. Um, amazing. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you everybody for tuning in. Sam, why don't you tell the people at home where they can find you online? All right, peeps, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at samd43 and online at samdavidsonentertainment.com. Awesome. And of course, you can find me online at yell.tv. That's y-a-e-l.tv. There you'll find out info about all the shows I do here at AfterBuzz, including Constantine, Law and Order, Special Victims Unit, a whole bunch more. Um, also, I'm on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Google Plus, all the usual places at Yell Teagle. That's Y A E L T Y G I E L. And we will see you next week for more librarians. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal. 